Christian. Welcome back. Hour number three. I can't believe we're into hour number three already. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Hour number three. And uh, Anthony says, I like what you're thinking regarding college basketball. It's about time we talked a little more about the hoops in this area. Both Marquette and Wisconsin playing some good basketball right now. Where do you think they end up in the tournament? Do you mean seating-wise? I haven't even gotten to the seating yet. I I mean, I've gla- I mean, I know um, Jerry Palm uh, puts out his seatings. Mike DeCourcy does that. Uh, but I have not really gotten into the uh, the NCAA tournament bracketology as of yet. Um, if the I, two... I, boy, I, Ben, have you paid much attention to it? I, I've seen what Joe Lenardi, those guys have said. If Wisconsin or Marquette is a four-seed or higher, I believe, they play their first two games in the tournament in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, for those that did not know, the Pfizer Forum is going to be hosting this year. Um... And I'm just looking at the bracketology over on the four-letter network right now. Uh, they've got Wisconsin as a three-seed um, in the West Conference. I would probably and... say they end up around four or five. Because you look forward, they have to Marquette go to Illinois. as a five-seed. And they would have, Mar- right now, they have Marquette as a five-seed in the East playing in Buffalo. And the Badgers uh, as a three-seed playing in Milwaukee. That's where they have them. So there you go. That's what, uh, that's, again, that's what they have as far as bracketology goes. I can't wait for for college basketball. You know what I did yesterday? Oh, speaking of college hoops, you know what, what, what the tournament brings? Ben, do you know what, why the tournament is, first of all, I think the NCAA tournament is one of my favorite times of year, okay, without a doubt. There's there's four or five things throughout the year that I look forward to. The tournament is one of them, okay? But do you know why the tournament is so anticipated in my household? Impractical Jokers ads on TV? any idea? No? You were with me through the tournament last year, right? Were you? Maybe for, or no, were you not here I was yet? not. I started in you? May. Oh, that's right. Because it's Girl Scout Thin Mint season. I always, the tradition is always, I sit down with a box of Thin Mints and watch games. And that that's, that there is so much comfort there, I can't even begin to describe it. But that is the time of year it is. When the Thin Mints and the Girl Scout cookies arrive, you know it's college basketball March Madness. Those two go hand in hand. And if you're really smart, and first of all, you buy enough, and you ration, you can make those last all the way through to the Masters. That's the season it is. That's why I love college basketball. <laughs> it's like football brings in chicken wings. Basketball brings in the Thin Mints. Baseball, that's brats, hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. There's foods associated with certain things. Everybody knows Mint Julep time, which, by the way, I'm not a Mint Julep fan, but you always know that right around the Kentucky Derby. I get it, but it is what it is. Every, instead, people will go for the Moscow Mules and the mint, mint Mules and stuff that they make now. I'm not. Just give me a beer and I'm happy. Which, by the way, that might also be an event. 
uh, that we be, we might be attending this year is the Kentucky. You ever been to Kentucky Derby, Ben? No, not a horse racing guy. Never. It is it. Well, I'm not either. I mean, I've only been I've been to the track probably five times in my life as a better as somebody to go to the track. Uh, my very first time, I I had no idea what I was doing. Complete beginner's luck beyond luck, and I hit the trifecta. So, and it was like twelve hundred bucks, and I was out of my mind. And I was younger then. I was back in the I think it was late eighties, early nineties. And I was at uh, River Downs in Cincinnati. But then I used to go to Turfway where they would do dollar bets and dollar beers on Friday nights in the wintertime, which is fantastic. And they have bands over there. So it was more of an event to go there. We didn't care about the races. And every now and then you win 20 bucks or, you know, whatever. You were giddy. But, you know, I've only been about five times. But the Kentucky Derby is an event. You're not going for the race. You're going for the pageantry that is. That's it. That's it. it. It's that's what you go for, and so the Kentucky Derby is is something that uh, that I'm going to uh, try to make. I've only done it once back when I lived in Ohio, and I did it as a media member. This year, I've got a friend of mine who actually works down there. I'm going to try to get in and just go as a fan. So, we went to a good party last year at uh, uh, MKE Brewing. They threw a hell of a Derby Day party, but uh, but this year, yeah, I want to actually go to the Kentucky Derby. If there's like 10 things on your bucket list to do, um, I I think that there's a lot of different things that, you know, I would love to go to Augusta and see the Masters. Uh, I'd love to get back down to the Kentucky Derby. I've been lucky enough to go to NBA Finals. I've been lucky enough to go to Game 7 of a World Series uh, as both a fan and covering it. I've been lucky enough to do... Um, obviously, you know, a different, uh, you know, Super Bowl year after year. Um, there's some bowl games that I've been a part of, you know, things like that, that I've had a chance to go to. But, uh, but yeah, there's, if, if you had a bucket list of things you wanted to do, Ben, what would they be? Oh, it all has to do with college football. I want to see Oklahoma, Texas, oh, see, okay. uh, the Red River rivalry. I want okay. to go to a game at Georgia at Alabama. I'd love to see the, uh, the Iron Bowl. Between Auburn and Alabama. The thing I'd is, love to do that. When you bring up the Masters, I feel like it's almost better on television. I want to play Augusta. But someone who's been to, like, I've been to golf tournaments, and I, I think I like watching them on TV more because you can actually see everything. Right. Um, by the way, Steve says, who in the hell can ration Thin Mints? Steve, it's not about total rationing. It's about just appetite. And, and I'll be honest, okay, between you, me, and the fence post. So uh, my, my friend, Amy, and her husband, Nick, they have daughters that, that uh, are still in Girl Scouts and still sell them and everything. They take the orders. And Kristen buys them because she buys, like, mass quantities through the bank. And she buys theme. Uh, uh, by the way, they did away with s'mores. Girl Scouts did away with the s'more cookies. So, but she buys like hundreds of them and then takes them around to clients. So, uh, Amy called me last night. She said, you know, Hey, do you want thin mints uh, again? I'm like, yep, yep, yep. They're five bucks a box. Okay. So I said, okay, here's 50 bucks. <laughs> so those will last me though, all the way through into July. And then the remnants of what's left will go down. When I take my vacation in July, I always take some with me. 
So I'll be sitting out on the uh, the balcony out by the lake, eating some Thin Mints. And if you if I still now usually it's beer or a summer drink of some type you can do. Uh, you know, I obviously we have Bud Lights with us and stuff, or you would do something like a lemonade or whatever. Then you do something like that. But yeah, that's you try to ration them that I can keep enough of them, a box or two, so I can sit on the balcony of the of the house overlooking the lake and eat some Thin Mints and enjoy the remainder of my summer. So that's what I do. Just an FYI. Oh, <laughs> uh, there. So what other what other bowl games do you want? What other college football games do you want to go see? Well, I've been to the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. And that was actually the first mm-hmm. college football playoff yeah. game ever. That was amazing. It's really, I, I want to go to the, right. the best games that are in the settings where half, like the Rose Bowl, I haven't been, I need to go, when half of the stadium is one color and the other is the other half. Mm-hmm. Like when Oklahoma plays Texas, it looks like the coolest thing ever right. Right. when it's orange and red. So stuff along those lines. College basketball, I've kind of done um, it. I've kind of done it all. I've been to a game at Duke at North Carolina, all that stuff. Have you really? See, I, that I've never done. I would love to see a Duke North Carolina game uh, at either or, either in the Dean Dome or at uh, at Cameron Indoor. One of the two. I'd love to do that. I have not seen that. Um, I the the closest I came to any kind, not even a rivalry, but I've been to Kentucky uh, down to you know Rupp Arena years ago, seen games there. Um. Boy, I tell you what, in the grand scheme of things, I've been pretty lucky. But, you know, again, we Ryder Cup, saw part of that. Never been to one of those. I've been to PGA Championship, US, US Open. I've been there. Um, so I, I've been pretty blessed, pretty lucky as, as to what we do. But, yeah, there's a couple things I'd still like to do. And, and to go back to the Kentucky Derby, because I went, God, 25, almost 30 years ago. And I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back, especially now that you could possibly have Brady and Rogers and everybody sitting in the same booth, all contemplating retirement at the same time. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, 877-867-1670, Now, on my list, and I've been to a Packers Super Bowl, so I've, I've been thrilled with that. So I've seen the Packers win a Super Bowl. I've seen the Bucks win a championship. Now we got to see the Brewers win a World Series. That's next up. That would if if the and I look this is a football state no hands down uh, I'm not breaking news by any stretch of the imagination um, it is a football state but I think if the Brewers made it to a World Series and Aaron, let's be honest if Aaron Rodgers was gone and we were mired in the mediocrity of waiting for the next coming uh, the Brewers would take over popularity of the state for that period of time it would be mayhem as many Brewers fans now make the trek to American Family Field because they can't go back to County Stadium days. You couldn't always do that. You couldn't buy tickets far in advance because you just didn't know about the weather. And you didn't want to go in the winter. You didn't want to go in April and May. And you didn't want to go in September and October because it started to get pretty cool. Although you did get some pretty nice September nights. But, you know, not in, you didn't see October very often. So you didn't want to do that. So you were pretty much relegated to late June, late June, July, and August. And that was it as a Brewers fan. And even then it was hit or miss whether or not you were going to get weather. So once the, once the roof went on and the stadium went up, people from all over the state began 
coming to more and more Brewers games as fans, whether it be bus trips or just coming down and making a weekend of it in Milwaukee. So I would love to see uh, Game 7 of a World Series with the Brewers hoisting uh, a World Series trophy. That That's my next... That's my next thing. That would be my next thing. Love to see that. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can, uh, let's do this. We'll come back. Uh, by the way, uh, Wayne says, only 10 boxes of Thin Mints? Why sell yourself short? You know, you need some uh, for July through next February. Nah, because then I'd eat them. <laughs> Um, Kim says, uh, I would love to see a uh, Saturday night SEC game down south, Alabama and Georgia, for example. Uh, other bucket list items for me would be to see an NHL game in Toronto or Montreal. I've been uh, to one in Winnipeg. Now, see, the NHL, I'd love to do that. You're right. Uh, not been to many NHL games. Not been to many of those, but that would be that because that's kind of the hockey. That's hockey land. Um, you, you are completely right. Uh, this is from James who says, what about a gray cup final? I'm, you know what? Canadian football doesn't really do it for me. It's football. And I think if that, if we had like this long-term strike where the NFL just couldn't come to any kind of agreement for two years, we lost it. We would immerse ourselves in college football and maybe, maybe because of the replacement for the NFL, we might watch more Canadian football. But I'm not a fan of going to the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup, I think they play in a hockey arena. It's just that cold. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hang in there. We got. Hey, by the way, Rachel Hotmayer of NBC Twenty Six is going to be joining us coming up here at bottom of the hour. So stay tuned for that. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. How we're looking. Bill Michael Show, we are back. We are glad you're here. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. Everybody hanging over there on the uh, on the Bud Light live stream. Thanks so much uh, as well. Uh, Kim says, by the way, I love the old school T-shirt. Yeah, I got the old school uh, Packer logo on today. This was actually a Christmas gift. Kristen bought me this for Christmas. And have you ever gone through as uh, like you go through Christmas gifts, right? And you you put some like under the tree, and then you got them like in a gift bag or what have you, you know, and you kind of set them off to the side and you clean up Christmas ends, you clean up and you got that whole big armful of stuff, right? Gift boxes and shirts and socks and, you know, goodies. And so yesterday I was going through some stuff downstairs in the great room and I picked this bag up and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I opened it up and it's a lot of this because she bought me this tremendous gift for Christmas. And, uh, and it's a long story, but this really cool piece of, almost artwork for the bar. It is an American flag, a, a wood American flag. A lot of people do these wood carvings and stuff. It's a wooden American flag. And in the middle of the flag logo off to the side is a, I shouldn't say in the middle, but off to the side, a really cool Harley Davidson logo. Okay. 
And it just, it's so cool in the bar. It's, it's just awesome. And that was a ton of money. I know because I've, I priced these things out. I've always wanted one and never bought one for myself. And that's what she bought me. But in addition to that, she gave me this bag full of stuff from her and the kids. And in it was this t-shirt. So I'm opening it up. And yesterday I'm, I'm looking through and talking about Thin Mints. There is a, a pack of, I think it's pretzels that have like the Thin Mint taste, but they're chocolate covered pretzels with Thin Mint coating. I think you can get them at Costco. And she got me that and then a bunch of these chocolates and mints and chocolate covered cashews and almonds. And, and I love noshing on, you know, almonds and nuts and, and stuff. So she bought me a bunch of that. And I just, I love it. And I found the shirt. I'm like, holy crap, I completely forgot about this. So um, I threw it on to this morning. I had to go get my hair cut and threw it on this morning and just kept it ever since. So thank you very much. Thank you for noticing. Uh, Wisco Jake says, I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk went and played in Buffalo, grew up 20 minutes away, and how enticing would it be to come home and play then with Josh Allen? Think about that. If Gronk decided not to call it a career, but yet go to Buffalo. Now, I don't know if Gronk wants to go to Buffalo, to the cold weather, so to speak, after playing in Tampa. But uh, you would assume, I mean, obviously they've got what? Uh, who's their tight end up there? Who's the tight end in Buffalo? Dawson Knox. Is it Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox? Um, you know, you, you put Gronk into that mix? Yeah. Gronk would be uh, one of your – think about this. You would have Cole Beasley, uh, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Gronk, Dawson Knox. Who's their running back? Devin Singletary? Am I not mistaken? Yep. With their backup, Zach Moss? So – and then Josh Allen. Boy, you talk about adding some some nice piece. That would be a nice piece. You'd you'd have man, the weaponry you would have. And they and don't forget they they picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Uh they have Jake Kumaro over there too, by the way. Coom dog. That's what Rogers needs to come be? back. You need Jake Kumaro back. <laughs> Uh, 877-867-1670. Yeah, they, that, that, I don't know if Gronk would do it, but it'd certainly be a nice piece. That cold again. I think he likes it down there in the warm weather, hanging out, selling his shoes, his USAA, AAA credit union, trying to get himself in as a military member. I think he likes that. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. Phone lines are wide open. Been very few calls the last few. Everybody just writing in and agreeing in so many different ways. We got to get our talk line, our text line up and running too. By the way, uh, Steve says uh, all I know is that with uh, Brady retiring today, Adam Schefter breathed a sigh of relief. Why? Why do Adam Schefter didn't break the story? Jeff Darlington did. Schefter then confirmed it, and so did Ian Rappaport. Why do people pick on Schefter? Why why did Schefter lose credibility? Has there any has there been anything that Schefter said that has been one hundred percent wrong? Other than he felt that that Rogers was not returning to Green Bay, and even Rogers said he didn't think he was coming back until two days before he did. Is, is am I missing something here, Ben? No, not that I know. You know, I, I, 
I, I, I cannot. Is there, am I missing? If, if anybody's out there, tell me what Adam Schefter has gotten completely wrong. Completely wrong. Kim says, do you think that Rodgers retires, uh, I believe it's 0%. Yeah, I've said it all along. Zero. Rodgers is not retiring. Rodgers is not retiring. I didn't think he was anyway, but now with Roethlisberger and, and Brady, and this is the other aspect of the Gronk thing, chances are Gronk retires. Gronk made his money. He's happy. He's good to go. Gronk probably retires, and then he and Brady are on the podium. Don't you think Gronk has has the numbers to be able to put himself in the Hall of Fame? I think Gronk, I think Gronkowski ends up there as well. I haven't specifically sat down and looked, but just looking at the career that he's had, now maybe because of the durability factor, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not just played enough, but certainly when you talk about being a key component in championships, yeah, I think he does. I don't know if he's a first ballot guy, though. I don't know if he ends up on the same the same stage as Brady does at the same time. 877-867-1670. But I, I, th- I think it's a very interesting thought. Um, Jardine. And hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Asks, uh, do you worry now about the Bears or the Vikings looking in the rearview mirror of the Green Bay Packers? Well, I, I think they're they're both in the rearview mirror. I think they're both in the rearview mirror. I, 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 it just depends on what the Packers do. If the Packers say, look, we are we're going to stick with what we've always done, and we are not going to kick the can down the road. We are not going to take on debt. We are not going to take on salary that's going to be three and four years down the road that could handcuff us. We're not going to do that. And there would then be a bloodletting. You would see both Smiths gone, Devondre Campbell gone, uh, Adrian Amos gone, Rogers gone, Devonte gone. Yeah, you would. You, there, there's a bloodletting there. Mason Crosby gone. Then yes, I would say not only are they in the rearview mirror, I think they're side by side. Because we know it comes down to quarterback plays. As a matter of fact, you would probably then have to put a nod, to, depending on what they end up doing with, with Kirk Cousins, but I think you would probably have to put a nod towards the, the Vikings and say that the Vikings are now the next team most likely to, depending on what uh, you know the, the head coaching situation becomes. But in 2022, I mean, Kirk Cousins still has another year on that salary. And so he's got one more year in uh, in Minnesota by but 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 by the way listen to this because Kirk Cousins his that guaranteed deal will make this year this this is almost makes you puke to think about 45 million dollars 45 million dollars 21.43% of the team's total estimated cap for next year will go to Kirk Cousins, thus guaranteeing the fact that they are not winning a Super Bowl. All but guaranteeing the fact that they are not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Kirk Cousins. So Rodgers is probably sitting in Green Bay going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at what this joker's making. Then again, you know he's not going to win a Super Bowl. 
I would say the most important piece on that offense is probably Dalvin Cook, and he's only making uh, 11. But Kirk Cousins, who, who, who put himself in position to get guaranteed money, he is making $45 million next year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. They've been doing it for a long time. And if it's ED that's got you down, pardon the pun, call them, 414-455-4451. You know who you are, and you know who you are if you're the partner of somebody with that issue. Call them. Two locations, one phone number, 414-455-4451. Or maybe right now it's the time of day. You know, you're looking at your computer, you're about ready to fall asleep. You're like, oh, my God, I can't get my eyes open. Or you're out driving around, God forbid. Or you're working on the job site, just dragging ass. You know who you are. Call them. They can, if you're over the age of 30, they can help you out. Maybe some uh, testosterone replacement. They can do that. Or you're looking down right now going, God, I got a case of tank ass over here. I'm just, I'm, I'm a moose. I need some help. Call them. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Five, one. That's the New Mail Medical Center. You can't do anything if you don't call. So give them a call now. Stay tuned. Rachel Hotmeyer, NBC 26, is going to join us. Coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? That's a phone number to do so. Uh, this portion of the program, by the way, uh, brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And I've been telling you for quite some time that they are just absolutely fantastic. Did you get in on the deal? Did you get in on the deal? They have all kinds of great specials going on uh, with... Uh, with installation and with uh, no interest financing and such. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can't say enough about them. They're absolutely fantastic. With so many reasons right now to see and know why Pella is is just simply the best. Look, I've been telling you that it's different interiors, different, uh, different framing, different exteriors. They can match the hardware to your home. You can change the hardware you, to your home. Uh, you can also... Uh, change the look of the interior. They've got the roll screen, which is inside the actual window. They have got the slider window, which is one of the best innovations and highly regarded innovations out of Pella Windows. Uh, then you talk about the financing. You talk about the fact that they can install it in as little as a day, and they install year-round with certified installers to help your satisfaction. So there's so many reasons to get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, Pella wi.com that is pella wi.com or call them up for our uh, 855 pella wi i almost said 414 855 pella wi that is 855 pella wi and see for yourself what it is i've been talking about for a long 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 time our friends at pella windows and doors of wisconsin joining us now nbc 26 in green bay rachel hotmeyer on the line rachel how you doing i'm great how are you it's like the warmest day we've had here in what feels like months Oh, I know. I love it too. Uh, up in the mid forties right now, so I'm I'm giddy about that. At least we can sense that maybe spring is around, but uh, no baseballs have yet, so we'll have to hold our breath there. So now that things have kind of settled, the dust has settled on the season. Uh, first of all, give me your thoughts on the loss of both Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze from that offensive staff. Well, 
be taking this as a compliment. You know, success breeds jealousy, and teams want when they see pre people with a proven track record and resume. I do find the timing just a little ironic because, you know, Hackett's big thing is the gold zone, and obviously that was not as successful this year as it was in years past, but they've both earned these recognitions and nods, and ultimately, you know, it's exciting to see guys grow, but, yeah, it is a big loss, and I'm really interested in seeing how much promoting from within while also doing whatever LaFleur says will be studies to see how other leagues do things offensively and on special teams. I wonder what this offense is going to look like next year, both from the sidelines and on the field. So the fact that we have not seen the black smoke come out of 1265 regarding Mo Drayton, does that feel, do you, does it feel like Mo Drayton is keeping his job or do you think that they're just going very methodically through that coaching staff? It's very interesting um, PR-wise. Yeah, they definitely want you to think it's it's just a methodical thing. Maybe they are trying to hold this off so fans won't be mad if LaFleur does decide to keep him. You know, I, I'd be really interested in being a fly on the wall for these discussions. Um, and, you know, I don't think the Packers are one to rush to these decisions and just fire Drayton on that Tuesday, for example. Everybody's up in arms about Roger staying a couple extra days to talk things over, but... He did that last year, too. So I, I do think the Packers are one to really take their time with these decisions. Yeah, you talk about Rodgers sticking around. Uh, there were a lot of people outside looking in that were shocked that he stuck around. And he talked about the future and talked about, you know, the team and about things that need to be done. And we don't know what exactly is said, but it seemed to give people the optimism that he does at least want to come back to Green Bay if he's talking about the future. Uh, but the report from Ian Rappaport uh, where he says that the Packers badly want Rodgers to return. I say it's what's not said. What what they're not saying is, is yeah, we don't want to turn this thing over to Jordan Love. Do you get that same sense? Sure. I, and I don't think that's unfair to say that Love isn't ready to be the head of this. That's not to say he hasn't grown in many ways, but they still haven't seen enough of him. And I do partially think that's the Packers' fault. I think there were not every game, certainly, but a couple more games this year where you could have put him in for more than, you know, even Bankert got just to have additional shots and snaps, you know, on film. Running scout team doesn't always do it for you. So I, I do think it's that's a fair analysis that the Packers aren't ready to hand it over. And maybe they are desperate to keep Rodgers back. But ultimately, I don't really know how much of a service it's doing to anybody involved uh, to, you know, kind of half, you know what, this type of rebuild. How much do you think they will miss Luke Getze and miss Nathaniel Hackett? I know that Stenovich has been elevated to the offensive coordinator position, but I equate this to when Mike McCarthy ends up losing Joe Philbin, and Joe Philbin leaves, and then Mike McCarthy has to refill that position. And even though Mike McCarthy called the plays, Aaron Rodgers was emphatic in saying, Joe Philbin's the guy that was a day-to-day -day guy. He's the guy that set everything up. I think with Nathaniel Hackett, that's that guy. How much do you think they're going to miss those two guys? I, I definitely think that they were key parts of how this ship ran behind the scenes. So I think they are very much going to be missed, even though Getsy was QB coordinator, you know, Hackett was Rogers guy and, and still is to an extent, you know, and we'll see if that translates over into any movement. But I do think the two of them will be greatly missed in terms of like key parts of running this operation, you know, underneath LaFleur. Does uh, Devontae Adams, now I know the uh, reports are out there that he's floated out $30 million a year. I think it's somewhat public posturing. I don't think there's any way you pay a wide receiver $30 million a year. But 
He would assume you. You would assume he's going to get something close to that. Um, I don't see how the Packers can afford to keep him if that's what he wants, right? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting debate, right? That whole, you know, it feels like very public posturing, like you said, an, an intentional leak on some side of the franchise tag, you know, which is honestly, to an extent, insulting to what Devontae Adams has put up. He is very clearly the top route runner in the league right now. It's coming at a perfect time for him to take advantage of his financial power. But what's a really interesting debate to me is, okay, what if Rodgers says, I'll only come back if Adams is in the picture and the only way to make that work is a franchise tag. The question then lies with Adams, is he willing to take the tag and accept putting off that type of free agency money just to go at it for what? The second iteration of the last dance with Rodgers? Is that really worth it to you? Or is it time to go get your bag? It's a really interesting situation. I think this puts Adams in. Well, here's the thing. If, if, if that's what Rodgers wants, I'm sitting across the table from him and I look him in the eye and say, well, then you got to give something up because we can't afford to do that, right? Exactly. To me, that's one of the key differences when people like to talk about the longevity and careers of Brady and Rodgers. That's a key difference that has fundamentally shaped Brady's success was the willingness to take a pay cut. Yes, I understand his wife is a supermodel and makes eons more money. But at some point, it's a lot of money on both sides no matter what. It's a lot more money than the average person is going to touch. So I don't think it's fair to even bring wives or stuff into this picture. Ultimately, Brady was willing to forego massive amounts of his paycheck. I don't even think he was in the top 10 paid quarterbacks for most of the peak of his career just to pay the talent around him and keep that championship caliber team. And that is essential if you actually want to be making genuine Super Bowl runs. And unfortunately, Rodgers has been willing to subside on his own paycheck in order to make that happen so far. Yeah, I. Uh, as much as they talk about, you know, Giselle, and I get it, she makes gobs of money. But Rodgers, if you look at his total earnings, he's well over $250, $275 million. And that doesn't even include the endorsement side of things at $20 million plus. I, you know, it, come on. It, it's it's at one po- at what point do you look at it and go, how much is too much, man? You you got if you if this is about legacy and about winning, you got to take a pay cut. You, you because you know that any team in the modern era has never won a championship with any quarterback making more than thirteen point nine percent of the team's total payroll. Exactly, and the way things are shaping up right now, if Roger stays on this current deal, plays for the Packers next year, he's twenty two point four percent of their 2022 cap that is just bonkers like when you look at who's lining up on the line of scrimmage that man is almost a quarter of the weekly paycheck that's unreal yep no i completely agree so i I, we all agree rogers is going to have to have a come to jesus meeting about his salary at some point then if this all begins to pan out who you bringing back and who you cutting loose because there's a lot of what ifs when it comes to the salary cap. You can keep everybody, but you're kicking that can way down the road. Who is the most likely not to return or do you feel who is the most likely they're going to target to return? I think it seems mutually understood that Zadarius Smith is gone, which is a bummer with the way his last year went, but you know, he posted that what sounded like a goodbye on social media So it seems like there's an understanding there that his chapter in Green Bay could be over. Um, I also think Adrian Amos is a sneaky candidate to be gone. I mean, he's played really well this year, and there are plenty of teams in the league looking for that caliber of a safety. Now, to me, 
when you pit up, okay, the Packers two, almost the opposite of a splash, the two bottom of the barrel signings that ended up completely outplaying their price tag. If you compare Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, to me, the most important to return is Devondre Campbell because what he's able to do inside with Chris Barnes helps keep this defense performing consistently to the level they need next year under Joe Barry. I think with Rasul Douglas, has he outpriced himself? Absolutely, and he deserves to play and go chase the check he earned. But I think the Packers' current corner situation with Jair Alexander coming back at assumably full health unless something happens, I think they're a little more secure there. By the way, breaking news, Maurice Drayton out as the Packers' special teams coordinator. So it happened. Just an FYI. There you go. We figured it would. It just took a while, but Maurice Drayton will not return as the Packers' special teams coordinator for all of you that are out there paying attention to this. Uh, Real quick before I let you go, uh, we all know that David Bakhtiari went through a lot of trials and tribulations this season. How concerned are you about that knee moving forward? Listen, you got to be concerned about a knee with someone of that size in general, let alone playing at an NFL caliber. So it's certainly a lot when you see some interviews he did postseason. I mean, he had to have that drained over a dozen times. The fact that it was amassing so much fluid is insane medically. Um, the fact that, you know, and then you think about the fact that he played 27 snaps on that and LaFleur couldn't even give a straight answer as to whether he regretted that because honestly, I think that is a questionable decision. You knew internally what he had gone through medically and you played him and it clearly didn't pay off. So I think it is concerning, but I do think the off season provides an opportunity for some unfettered recovery without trying to put a deadline to it that hopefully he comes back next season 100% for everybody. Rachel, always good as the uh, world turns in Green Bay. We will always touch base back with you, okay? I'm here for you. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. There you go. Rachel Hotmeyer, NBC26, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Once again, for those that have been waiting so long, uh, it is uh, Tom Silverstein of the uh, Journal Sentinel uh, breaking the news that uh, Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, will not return uh, per sources, and uh, there is a story shortcoming in, in this, but uh, Mo Drayton will not return to the Green Bay Packers. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get more into this. Also, uh, we've got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. You want to pick up something fast tonight? Oh, there's good meals at Quick Trip. If you don't stuff your face in a bucket of chicken from Quick Trip, I don't know who you are. Because that stuff is fantastic. But whether it's the hot meals, the pothole pizzas, the, the burgers, uh, the bakery goods in the morning, uh, the hot coffee, hot chocolate, I can go on and on and on. Quick Trip is just fantastic. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. Use that quick rewards card. If you don't have one, go in and get one. Get your phone number. Type it in. Start earning rewards. Every now and then I go up there and they're like, ah, Bill, you got a free cheeseburger. How are we looking? Good stuff with our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams getting ready to face off in the Super Bowl. We'll have coverage every day. Live from L.A. beginning next week on the Bill Michaels Show from Super Bowl 56. A year ago, the 4-12 and Bengals finished in last place in their division. Now with Joe Burrow at quarterback, the kid who grew up in Ohio has Cincinnati back in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard on how incredible the turnaround has been. Yeah, no doubt. The thing about Joe and myself is we've we're winners. We've won our whole lives, and you know I've been pretty miserable along with a lot of my teammates the last few years losing so many games. You know I told Joe we need you. Like you're the guy to turn this around. I know it. What are the odds a kid from Athens, Ohio, national champion, Heisman winner, primed to be the number one overall pick, and we happen to have it? It just uh, you can't even write stories like this. It's amazing. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was asked what it's been like playing for the Rams after his time with the Giants and being traded by the Browns. It's been everything, you know, from McVay, Stafford, Coop, being integrated into the plan, taking me in, just pushing me for excellence. The, the, the weight room, everything about this place is right and it's done right. And it's just been an incredible opportunity um, that I feel like I'm just trying to make the most of. And, you know, here we are playing in the Super Bowl, one game away from our dreams and keep going. In Chicago, the Bears have officially hired Packers quarterback coach Luke Getze as their new offensive coordinator. The Bears' new GM, 36-year-old Ryan Poles, had this to say. We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. And the last thing, the most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. That's the Bears' general manager, Ryan Poles. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. As always, Mike Clemens, brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable, great place. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com, baymotelgreenbay.com. According to sources, Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel saying, Packers special teams coordinator Mo Drayton will not return as the Green Bay Packers special teams coordinator. So I don't know what took so long specifically. Obviously, you go through evaluations and such. I didn't expect... Uh, all of this to continue on much longer, but uh, nevertheless, uh, it is it is now uh, official, at least. Well, not officially official from the team, but uh, it's now out there, and Tom Silverstein uh, having it that uh, Mo Drayton will not return as the Green Bay Packers special teams coordinator. He will uh, he will be he will be moving on, so to speak. Um. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, this is from Anthony. He says, it's about time. Why do you think it went on so long? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. Couldn't honestly tell you. But it, it's it's done. It, it's over. It is what it is. And now... Now we just move on. Wait and see. Who's next? Wait and see. Um, don't forget, Zach Cox from uh, New England Sports Network is going to be joining us coming up here. We're going to talk with him a little bit and uh, get his thoughts um, on uh, Tom Brady and Tom Brady's career. And uh, it's going to be good. We're going to talk with him a little bit about the GOAT, if you will. But he's going to be joining us coming up next. I think it's only fair. Today, Tom Brady announcing his retirement. 
seven-time Super Bowl champion, five Super Bowl MVPs, three-time NFL MVP, six-time All-Pro, 15 Pro Bowls in his 22-year career, and for what he has done. And also, you know, life after Tom Brady. And uh, get his thoughts there. But it's uh, Zach Cox of the New England Sports Network going to join us coming up here right after the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Um, When you, and this is going back to our discussion before, um, this is um, from Kim who says, Gronk's playoff numbers alone make him impossible to keep out of the Hall of Fame. Agreed, uh, may not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, though. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if Gronk retired this year, will he be also on that stage with Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger? Because Roethlisberger's going in. There's no doubt about that. Two-time Super Bowl winner, led the Pittsburgh Steelers for so many years. Now, he wasn't always statistically the best or the most encompassing, but but Big Ben was uh, a staple and very much deserving of a Hall of Fame ballot. Very much. Uh, Mark says, trade Rodgers to San Francisco for uh, Kittle. Debo Samuel and Garoppolo in a first rounder next year. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're giving that up for Aaron Rodgers. Nah, baby, nah. We have another hour yet to go. Love it. Love it. Hey, don't forget about our buddy Paul Robert. Robert specialty meets down in Waukesha. Um, I I'll tell you this. I am uh I've only got a few more meals here in the Wisconsin area before we head off to L.A. So I'm not stocking up. I'm kind of letting the groceries dwindle down a little bit. But I have been really craving the ribs on a stick or an Al Capone roast. That might be in my future tonight. Uh, Going down and say hi to Paul Roberts at Roberts Specialty Meats. Oh, my God. They got good food down there. Sunset uh, Avenue. Sunset Drive down there in Waukesha. Go to robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.